Perfect. Perfecto. All right. That's live. Oh, I'd hit the live button. All right, podcast. Stand by, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Uh, on this 22nd day of June, we are getting closer and closer, guys. 11 weeks from Thursday. 11 weeks from Thursday, we will be talking Tampa Bay and the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night football. And then 11 weeks from Sunday, we'll be in week one. It's kind of like Christmas to me. Uh, congratulations, uh, my friend uh, Freddie the Pizza Man out of Detroit. Detroit Pistons, everybody. The Detroit Pistons got the uh, number one overall draft pick in the lottery. Let's see who else got the uh, Pistons. Rockets, number two. Cleveland Cavaliers. Toronto, Cleveland's there every year. I mean, they, they can't get nothing right. Uh, then you got Toronto, Orlando, and uh, Oklahoma City, the top six. You know, I really like that Sam Presti from Oklahoma City. This guy is a wizard of a general manager, kind of like Daryl Moore. I like him a little bit better, though. Gets in and out of big contracts. So kudos to Detroit. I hope you guys come out well and get the player to get you back on the mount. I love to see these small markets get these high picks, you know. Uh, remember the year that Orlando got got Shaq with the number one pick. Uh, a few years ago, t- uh, Memphis got uh, the number two pick and got Ja Morant. Zion Williamson went to uh, the number one pick to uh, uh, New Orleans. So, I don't know. I like, I like to see the underdog win. But let me get to, I'm going to talk about the... This Carl Nisbet story, the overreaction to it, and uh, the player come out as gay for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders now. started. You know, I was actually starting to say Oakland Raiders again, even though it's been Vegas for a couple of years. Uh, we're going to talk about the Tom Brady. Who was Tom Brady talking about? You know, most people are going one way. I'm going to go the other way when he said, uh, why are you keeping that mother bleep? Eli Manning working back with the Giants. What does that mean? Um, Lamar Jackson, more talk of his contract, which just blows my mind. But anyways, but first, let's get to scared of success, okay? Uh, let's start off with the bigger market, folks. Ben Simmons is, I know this has been talked about for a few days. Sometimes I don't really like going on uh, Tuesdays because I feel like some of these topics are watered down, but you haven't got my opinion. Philadelphia was a number one seed. Very deep, proceed to be a deep roster uh, in the East. Uh, we knew that Embiid had a torn meniscus, but they did have a 25-point lead, everybody, the other day when they should have won that game five going away. One of the biggest choke jobs I've ever seen from a team with the number one seed going against a number five Atlanta. That was a big choke job. And then, of course, in game seven, Ben Simmons passing up a dunk. This guy needs a change of scenery. He has totally, totally lost his confidence, Carlos. Uh, and I'll just tell you guys, Daryl Morey, again, I hate to be right, Carlos. I hate to bet I am. But I'm, and I'm right all the time. That's why I'm going to have a big show one day. 
I said that Maury was brought in. Daryl Maury, that would be nice. Of course, uh, our guy Jamie out of Philadelphia would have a cow if they moved him to Nashville. But he was brought in just in case, in my opinion, just in case this happens, and which it did. This guy, remember, he came from Houston, folks. Daryl Morey got Chris Paul when he didn't think he was going to get him. Pulled off the James Harden when he didn't think he was going to get him. Got the uh, got rid of Chris Paul's contract when nobody thought it would be done. Uh, this guy moves in and out of, like Sam Presti of Oklahoma City, He Daryl Morey moves in and out of big contracts, slicing and dicing. So I thought about this, and I mentioned something the other day. Obviously, the great play would be Damian Lillard. It would be a lot salary to make that happen because they're not going to going to. Do you think that the the Portland Trailblazers are going to just give Damian Lillard up for Ben Simmons? No way. Simmons' stock is that far down, you know. Uh, but you could, and and I've been the, the salaries are perfect. Some uh, writer from uh, the Athletic. The guys have been on the ball, by the way. I'm glad I subscribed to them. Uh, CJ McCollum, they lack defense up in Portland like nobody's business. I'm hearing that Chauncey Billups may be one of the finalists. He's an assistant on the Clippers. I think Billups is going to be great if somebody can give him a shot. I really think he's going to be a good coach. Very good free throw shooter, good plus. But CJ McCollum is a much better shooter than, uh, than he's been getting credit for. I've seen him rise to the occasion and play the point guard position. I think that would be good. Listen, here's the breaking news about Damian Lillard. I love him just as much as you all do. He's more of a scorer than he is of a uh, point, a traditional air quote point guard. When you score 46 points in a game, you're probably not a point guard. You're probably more of a score. Their contract, guys, matches up evenly. If Philadelphia, Daryl Morey's got free reign, I'm pretty sure they'll throw in a first-round pick. Uh, the contracts are matched up perfectly. They need long bigs who can uh, uh, th- they can defend. They can't defend anybody in Portland, okay? Billups is going to be a great coach there. So McCollum for uh, for Ben Simmons would be a great play. Uh, McCollum and 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 uh, Damian are pretty much the same player, if you ask me. Except Damian's more talented; he's a better scorer. You move McCollum over to uh, Philadelphia. You still got Seth Curry, who had a really good series, and we know that 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 uh, Joel Embiid is all that in a cup of soup, guys. So anyways, I do think that 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 should be done. Uh, I would go after, and and there's been talks of maybe trying to do a deal for Bradley Beal. That could be on the table. You've got guys like DeRozan um, that is going to be a free agent this year, Cal Lowry. These are older players. One of these teams that's gotten put out, a few of these, they're probably going to pick up these players. Uh, Utah, again, scared of success. I said this on the Mac and Jack show 
Sunday, and I said it on Friday, and I want to reiterate this, Utah, way too three happy. Uh, you go 2-0 against a team with fully healthy, a uh, good Clipper team, and then they lose their best player, and then you lose uh, you lose this series in six games. One of them was just before game five at home. You can't let that happen. They're way too three ball centric. Uh, they were they need forwards like nobody's business, and uh, they didn't get the ball inside enough. Rudy Gobert is more of a putback guy, so they're going to have to go out and get a veteran or two to help. Uh, maybe a Paul Millsap will be somebody like that. Play the wings, a little bit more athletic type of player. The Jazz can probably do that in free agency. But I felt like they were afraid of success. Way too three doll dependent. Uh, Mitchell was playing on a bummed ankle, and Conley, Mike Conley, did not even play. Who also be a free agent? Uh, only game six. So that's my story behind that loss. I thought they could overcome it. I was wrong. Uh, they looked shaky out there. They looked like they were playing scared. Same thing with Philadelphia. Both one seeds go down. Both folded like a cheap suit. Michael Jordan said you got to learn how to win, learn how to lose before you learn how to win. And if you look back, uh, that's the second blown lead two years in a row for this Utah team. Remember, Carlos, that they were down up 3-1 against Denver in the bubble last year, Utah, and they blew that league. And, and Philadelphia is just flat out. I said this before, that game five, there's no way you give up that 25-point lead. And, of course, the head coach there, who's just now hired, uh, he should not. Uh, he's got some of the blame. But mainly that Simmons. And Harris, you got to step up too. And I was also throwing out a proposal: maybe you, you move Tobias Harris and Simmons for a Leonard. But I was looking at the salaries; I couldn't get everything. The everything has to match up perfectly because you have those guaranteed salaries in the NBA. So I don't know if that would be realistic. They would have to really gut the rest of the roster for uh, Portland to make that happen. But. Uh, Ben Simmons, passing up dunks like that. He needs to see a sports psychologist, Pickles. Uh, he's lost his confidence. Uh, Carlos, you're out of New York City. A-Rod did it. It helped his career playing as a Yankee. John Smokes did it, Pickles. Helped him come back, be one of the best closers of his era. Uh, 50, uh, what did he get, 50 saves and 250 wins? Some unbelievable amount of saves. I think possibly Simmons should go see a sports psychologist and get as far the ways from uh, Philadelphia as you possibly can. What a better place than Portland, right? Just food for thought. Uh, as far as going forward, I'm hearing maybe Chris Paul will be back. I, I like Phoenix to win tonight. I don't even know what the score is. He might be back game three. I think Phoenix is going to win this series. Uh, yeah, Doc Rivers will be on the hot seat next year. I think uh, he's won with Boston. 
He did underachieve with the Clippers. He was pretty fair with Orlando. That is a critical, uh, that is a good observation, Carlos. That could happen next year. But I don't think it, they're going to they're gonna happen this year. We'll see. But anyways, those are my thoughts about that going forward. I think that Milwaukee, okay, This all this talk about the Nets and uh, they didn't have a good assembled team. They had a weak bench and all that. The same people were saying that that picked Milwaukee. Only reason they won this series is because not only did Kyrie get hurt, but Harden got hurt five minutes before tip-off the first game. He played 50%, and they still almost lost. So count your blessings now, Milwaukee. These guys are probably going to reassemble next year. They'll come back stronger, and they'll, they're probably going to win this series and win the championship next year. Okay? That's my take on that. Uh, like Richard Petty said, I'd rather be lucky than good any day, the famous race car driver. But that being said, it is what it is. It's a battle of attrition. You got, uh, you know, uh, Milwaukee was the healthier team and they won. Two years ago, Toronto was the healthier team, then Golden State, and they won. A few years before that, the Cleveland, uh, the Golden State Warriors were the healthier team of the Cleveland Cavaliers and they won in six games. But remember, Cleveland didn't have Kevin Love, nor did they have Kyrie Irving then. So I think they would have won that one. But hey, it is what it is. Houston was up three to two to the Golden State Warriors. And then, of course, Chris Paul gets hurt. So hopefully everything will work out for this guy now, Paul, and they can win the championship. I think Milwaukee's got the slight edge. I would give it to them. But I know that Atlanta's going to be playing loose. I think this is probably a five or six game series in favor of the Bucs. I think the Bucs will win it all, but who knows? Maybe this Phoenix team could win it all. Again, guys, I'm happy for all the teams that are left over. None of these guys have won. None of these teams have won a championship since the 1976 ABA-NBA merger. So I'm happy for all parties that are left. August 5th, 1976, Pickles. I think you were 20 years old. Huh? <laughs> or my dad was, anyways. Uh, okay, so that those are my food for thoughts there. Where do I start next, folks? I, I don't know. Uh, Kimball Walker traded to Oklahoma City. Pre uh, looks like Presty got the better end of that deal. Watch what happens there. Watch Oklahoma City. I wouldn't be surprised that they found a way to move that six pick and maybe they go after a Ben Simmons type of player. And then that six pick gets moved over to another team for Bradley Bill or something like that type of nature. Watch out for Presty and this Oklahoma City uh, Thunder team. Okay. All right. Switching gears here. That is all the NBA stuff I've got. What else should I go with? What else should I go with, everybody? I'm trying to say, okay, we got a, most of our NBA stuff there. And I want to get a kudos to Ty Lu coaching game six, out coach uh, uh, Quinn Snyder. Uh, this team losing Kawhi Leonard. And 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 coming back and and Billups is his his assistant, so 
that was a well of a uh, comeback there for him. Okay. All righty then. Okay. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, this is a story. Now, Aaron Rodgers renewed his golf membership in Green Bay. I will say this. That Rodgers, if he, if he comes back to Green Bay, I would have lost a lot of respect for him. Because when you go in like that, you made public barbs at the at the uh, the president, uh, the general manager, and there's been an undercurrent about the lack of respect for McClure. Uh, I'm sure there was a heated discussion about going for two last year. If it's me, if it's me, uh, I I just go all in on this. Possibly sit if I've got two hundred million dollars in the bank or earning plus, plus, uh, I go all the way with this. I just don't uh, do a little jab and come back. So everybody's saying that he's going to come back. He might come back and and, and, and play golf at the uh, that Green Bay Country Club, Aaron Rodgers, that he renewed, and put his house for sale and leave. Or he may come back and play. If he comes back and plays, again, I lost a lot of respect for the guy. I, I did, because he shouldn't have went about it this way if you're going to come back. You shouldn't have went public with it if you're going to come back. You're just throwing a lot of people under the bus is what my my, my thing is. So um, let's see. Okay. All right. Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady is... He, he made a comment, and I'll say this about Brady, that um, he's getting very wise, uh, being a wise rear end, not a person that is, is wise and, and doing well, okay? Tom Brady said something in regards to this was on this cheesy show that LeBron has on HBO called The Shop. It's a barbershop type uh, setting where people talk about their careers and stuff like that. And there is a tease, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got it recorded. Pickles uh, Friday nights, The Shop episode. Brady says, "You're gonna keep that mother bleep over me," and. He was talking about one of the finalist teams that were uh, trying to recruit him as a free agent, but backed out at the very end. And, and, and he's like, and everybody's speculating of who this person that Brady's talking about. Now, some people have said, the most of I've heard, they think he's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo because the 49ers were were rumored to get Tom Brady back in his free agency before he signed with Tampa. Others are saying that it could have possibly been either the Raiders or here in Tennessee. There was a big speculation that he would come to Tennessee. Well, the Raiders wouldn't make any sense. They don't have any defense. and They had a lot of holes. I don't think they would have made any sense. I don't think he would have said that about Carr. Here... I could see that because he has a relationship with the, the, the head coach, plus he has uh, 
several players in ties to the uh, New England Patriots. That being said, they beat New England last year. Why would you want to do that? That looks that looks that year prior to that Tennessee beat New England. Remember they went up and beat Baltimore too. So my thing is, then I read that that the Bears were interested. So again, Colin Coward did beat me to this, and I do agree. I think it was Mitch Trubisky with the Bears. But that being said, between that comment and between the um, the comments he made about the New England Patriots, we're going to want rough shop over them when we play them in the regular season. Uh, Tom Brady, he's putting a target on his back. He's talking a lot of trash. Uh if he don't get rid of the ball, I think he's going to get level next year. And I don't think he's going to get up. Uh, I don't want that to happen. I like the guy. I think that he is a um, uh, a great, great player, greatest of all time. But I think he's talking about Mr. Trubisky. He shouldn't have never said that. He really shouldn't have said that. Uh, he's doing LeBron, his buddy, a, uh, he's doing LeBron, a buddy, a favor there, you know. But uh, I, I just, that's my take on that. Okay. The Supreme Court bouncing around. I'll go back and, and get that. I almost missed this big story. Okay. The Supreme Court unanimously sides with former college players in dispute with NCAA about compensation. Basically, this is saying that players, this is something to complement the NIL, uh, the, the, uh, licensing uh where you can or the image likeness and image thing there and i'll say this it it's basically saying that uh, players can get more benefits from the uh from the university such as providing laptops ti-83 computer uh uh something addition from their uh, scholarship which that should have been inedible anyways these are some dumb rules. I remember, guys, that Bruce Pearl got uh, in trouble for holding a barbecue. Little stuff like that. Well, the the Supreme Court voted 9-0 to shut that down. Uh, Paul Feinbaum said that it's the end of the NCAA as we know it. Like the REM song said, it's the end of the world as far as compliance. Uh, there's going to be some fear with these academics and all that stuff with this. And uh, there's just, you know, well, we're, we're going to let the cat out of the bag. Uh, things are going to go crazy. That's all just fear. That's just fear. Uh, I, I think it's going to be fine for somebody like myself who needed every single penny while I was in college, every single break possible. I totally understand that. I mean, I, I we needed as much help as we can get. I needed just that much help uh, uh, to get in, up in college. It, it's very tough, man. And anything you can give these students, I had to work 24 hours a week normally, normally, two Saturday and Sunday, 12-hour days, and then I went to school on an average of 15 hours in classes to 17. Now, for every one hour you're in class, this this the uh, the recommendation by the professors you got to study for two. 
So that is 30 hours plus 24 hours. That was a seven-day work week until I had my Christmas winter break and fall break. So I couldn't imagine trying to play a sport and not working at all, get, living just every little penny, extra penny, penny I can pinch off my scholarship to eat off of, maybe get a little personal time with the girlfriend or something like that, and just barely get by, just barely pay for my books. And then you resell the books back to the bookstore for a portion of the profits or for the portion of what you paid for them. You pay $150, you might get $48 back for $0.75, 50 cents on the dollar. So any kind of extra benefit that these athletes can get is fine. And, of course, they're going to be able to uh, capitalize on their likeness and all that stuff. So, uh, and I hear it could open the can of worms with uh, Title IX and all that. That's over my head. The, the, but all that's just that's just fear, guys. That that that's just that's it's uh, that'll all work itself out. Uh, those those problems will all get there. Uh, I think it's going to be fine. I think it was a very good thing, and I'm glad the Supreme Court. I can't. You can't get nine zero in anything. You can't get people to agree on anything in this country right now. Oh, okay. I'm, I, I passed it up. I'm going rapid fire. Because I had another long day, pickles, a freaking car car accident after car accident, and I almost didn't do my show today. So Lamar Jackson is there's been more talk about him getting possibly a contract done before the season starts. And the reason for that is and his mom is working as his agent. He's a great story. Uh, he's another one of those guys. Just because I don't don't want to pay him a lot of money uh, to be my quarterback, because I don't think he could take you too far once you start paying him that $35, $40 million a year because uh, of his throwing motion, uh, hard for them to come back. They did have one comeback against Tennessee, the worst pass rush in, in forever uh, in the playoffs there. But it's very difficult. They were 32nd in pass offense. They're not a passing team, but you don't need to be that low. You do not need to be that low. So they are um, – there's been talk this week about it. There's been talk today about, about this. Uh, and, of course, the head coach had mentioned it. Uh, what what the, my, my understanding is is that what they want to do with him is sign him now and stretch out that contract so the year-to-year cap doesn't take that big a hit. Because the Ravens know that this guy is a high-risk player that can get hurt at any time, and he's a big gamble. Now, me, I wouldn't do that even if I were thinking about doing it. This is what they done in the offseason. They finally got a free agent receiver to come and Sammy Watkins, who's already made big money. He already won a Super Bowl in 2019 with Kansas City. He was about the third or fourth uh, uh, attempt there to get a wide receiver. Nobody wanted to play with this guy uh, because he don't get them the ball. So they drafted Rashard Bateman out of Minnesota in the – let me see where I'm at here. I got three minutes. Out of Minnesota 
uh, first round pick. Then they drafted this other guy in the fourth round, Tylen Wallace. You add him with Marquise Brown, which is more than a potential Pro Bowl level player. He had big flashes. You got a top 10 tight end and Mark Andrews there at tight end. You got a J.K. Dobbins, another high draft pick they took. And they've always had a good defense. So why extending now? Give him one more chance. Like Bucky Brooks said, and this is not me, there's this underlying thing in this country where if you criticize a black quarterback, you're a racist, even though my favorite quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. But that's a different story. But Bucky Brooks is a black guy. Since certain people and, and political figures want to make everything about this, uh, in the NFL Network, he said, Bucky Brooks, NFL smart guy, he said that he would draft Justin Fields if he's Baltimore and do away with, uh, with, with Lamar Jackson because of his style, because of the pay. You could still add the system. Plus, you've got a more polished passer, uh, better passing motion in Justin Fields. I agree with that. But they're not doing that. They're not doing that. The, the Ravens are not wanting to do that. They're wanting to, and they're very smart. They may pull it off. Hold on, everybody. Let me uh, change out my thing here. Oops. And here we go. All righty. Now I've got a full more 30 minutes. Now I'm back. So that's my thing about Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, I just, I, I, you want him, and he's just going into his fourth year. They've picked up the fifth-year option. He has a very low uh, $3 million cap hit. If you ask me, Baltimore probably should have went after Julio, too. He probably should have went after Julio, but they've got Bateman. They've got Hollywood Brown. And, of course, this Taylor Wallace and Mark Andrews, which is a top-10 level tight end in the NFL. Very good player. J.K. Dobbins. Good offensive line. They're so deep on their offensive line that they let Orlando Brown go for a first-round pick, and it got another pick there. So uh, very good organization. Uh, they're a team that can um, that can cover, that could possibly make this happen and, and still be competitive. They're not going to get to the – I don't think they're better than Cleveland this year. Uh, I was going to talk about CBS's top 10 off-seasons, but I'll tell you this. And I didn't get all the information done or research, but I do know this. The Cleveland Browns have the number one. That's what CBS has, best offseason in the league. I agree with that 110%, okay? Not putting Miles Garrett, not just Jadavion Clowney, but the cornerback and the safety that they got from, uh, from the L.A. Rams and the return of excellent players, uh, Greedy Williams, and another safety, along with Denzel Ward, plus the uh, the linebacker they got that fell to them there from uh, Notre Dame. That was their biggest, weakest link, those two running backs back. I like them to win this division. I think Pittsburgh don't make it, but I do think that, that the Baltimore, uh, Baltimore will probably still get that other wild card. But why, if you're, if you're Baltimore, why don't you just let – him play one more year and see if he – and it's up to you, John Harbaugh, and especially that offensive coordinator who specializes in 
quarterbacks that play like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. This is the guy who worked with his brother, with, with um, Colin Kaepernick over there before he became Colin Kaepernick. He was just Colin Kaepernick then, right? In air quotes, guys. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. That being said, I want to see how the contract has worked. Baltimore's sharp. There's a reason why they've won two Super Bowls in the past 20 years. There's a reason why they're in the freaking playoffs just about every single year. They know how to do things. They're great from top down, from the owner, the general manager, uh, scouting. Everything is excellent there, except for not a big Lamar Jackson. I think Bucky Brooks was right. I would have traded Lamar and moved up and got Justin Fields, and you wouldn't have to do anything as far as the salary cap is concerned. But that was in the news today, and I had to talk about it. That is where I like to go. All right. Um, okay. Sticking in the NFL. Okay. So this guy, Carl Nesby. Uh, yeah, it was a great, I think he played edge rusher, linebacker, defensive end uh, for, the, for the Cleveland Browns. Now he's with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Carl Nesbitt comes out as a the first actively gay player. Now, this Sam, uh, what is his name? This Sam guy, last name was Sam, come from Missouri. Uh, he was a gay player, but he didn't actually uh, make the team. I think he kind of went on practice squads with, uh, with, with the Rams, the other gay player. Back in 2012, ESPN wanted to make this big deal out of it. Yeah. Uh, but, but this guy's a pretty good player. I mean, this guy, Nesbitt's a pretty good player. I've seen him on Hard Knocks before. And, of course, immediately the Raiders put out a big statement about it. John Gruden put out a statement. The NFL put out a statement. Uh, I read today, and I didn't see this yesterday, but I read today that, that Derek Carr reached out to him, love you, brother, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now, this is being made to be like, this guy is Pat Tillman. Um, if if I didn't know that this was a story about a, a player coming out and being gay, if I was just reading Twitter and reading over uh, uh, stuff like Hero and Courage, I would think this guy saved babies out of a burning building. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable. Let me, guys, let me tell you something about what NFL players are thinking. I know what they're thinking. I've listened to interviews uh, countless of times. I've listened to sports talk all day, probably too much. I'm probably oversaturated with it at times. And I'm a guy who grew up with most of these guys, inner city, breaking their back to get out of that inner city, to stop the, the negative trend in their family. They're desperate to get that money, you know? What they want to do is they want to make it to Tuesday morning in the regular season, Pickles. And these are their objectives. This is from Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez said the NFL players, about 5 to 6%, actually worry about winning and getting better. The rest of them, they don't want to get injured, and they simply want that next contract. Winning is third. That's all they concentrate about. They want to not get injured to get that next contract. 
And if they win, great. But that's what Tony Gonzalez said. He he said that. Now, Marcellus Wiley, he said, man, you know, play defensive end for the, I want to say play for the Buffalo uh, Chargers, kind of bounced around, play really well with Buffalo. He said that, you know, some games I have four or five sacks and we get beat by 20 points, you know, but I wanted to do my job. So what 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 they really what I'm really saying is about the players that, that this guy that's coming out as gay, they don't care. They, I mean, you know, even if they did care, they wouldn't say nothing about it. You know, one guy said in the, one of the comments I was when I read this story, he says, "Well, you probably had to water down some of the jokes in the locker room." Whoop de freaking do, you know? As long as this guy, like Mark Schlereff said today. Long as he can help us win, nobody cares. I know this is being made out to be a big thing, and I understand that. Uh, I've read it was like 15 players have come out to being gay after they retired or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, the past 20 years, maybe not 40, but the past 20 years, guys just want to clock in, do their job, clock out. They don't give two flying bleeps about this. You know, they don't care what the, they don't. I don't care. You know, I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, now, you know, Derek Carr's a guy of faith and everything. Uh, I'm sure, like myself, he wouldn't want his preacher marrying this guy because you got to respect my religion just like I respect your sexuality. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna, you know, if I was changed in front of your locker, I'd change in front of your locker uh, beforehand. I'm sure he's not gonna make a pass at anybody, uh, but. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, and I don't do that. You shouldn't tell me how to live my life. That's how that would work out. But this, um, I noticed that not that many players said anything. Most of them really don't care. You may have one or two knuckleheads. They're not going to say nothing because they'll get read the right act to them. They get kicked off the team. They'll get fined. The NFL does not want to look bad here. So much to do about nothing. Uh, some people would disagree with that, uh, but that's my opinion. Uh, Frank Clark, speaking of football, was arrested with an Uzi machine gun uh, charge with that. Now, I don't know what that's going to turn out to be. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a big deal, but uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, he is He's probably the best defensive player on the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see how that plays out. I haven't heard of anything else going on with Frank Clark, hopefully that uh, he will not get in any kind of issue there. Uh, that there's a player, the sixth round pick pickles for the Minnesota Vikings. And then he got shot five times over the weekend. Uh, a lot of flesh wounds. Um, I think he'll be okay. But I'm trying to see what his name is. I thought I had it wrote down again. Uh, Taman. Let's see the Vikings appraise situation of uh, Jalen Taman T W Y M A N. He got shot four times and looks like he'll be back in time for training camp. So, uh, it wasn't Frank Clark that shot him. Uh, that's just a coincidence. Frank Clark got arrested with the Uzi, and this guy they always pickles. Incidents happen just before training camp, Pickles. And then they happen just after the season ends. February, 
and they had just four man we got we got a month ago and we're gonna be in training camp that's usually when your duis and shootings happen so that's just food for thought both guys are going to be okay it didn't mean for it to come off as funny like that oh here's another story okay so eli manning oh, that's parlos is left uh eli manning is taking a job with a uh, fan engagement and operations job with the New York Giants. Now, again, I think I think he's got a the show coming up probably today or tomorrow. Uh, I think it's on tonight. This college show with his brother uh, Peyton. Uh, they're going to do this little college. Uh, trivial show it seems really cheesy it's for scholarships but but eli manning is going to be back working with the um with the new york giants now i'll tell you what this guy has got a lot of calmness about him it's good to see him back in the game he's having his jersey retired i think this could lead to something uh he's the kind of guy that he can make big decisions he doesn't overthink the room. Uh, I think this is kind of a, you know, just to get your feet wet, see what you feel like working in uh, with the organization kind of job. I don't think this is a big job. This isn't a scouting job or anything of that, that nature. But I think it could lead to something here for Eli to either get into a management job. Maybe he gets the itch to want to go back and, 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 and coach and play. Now, remember, uh, I think, think this is a way to con Eli uh to 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 work with with um oh god what's the clown's name that they got up there uh Daniel um what's the, what's the quarter quarterback's name with their pickles uh Daniel whatever you the work with their starting quarterback remember that quarterback playing under Eli Manning's uh, yeah, well, Joe Judge, but I was talking about uh, the the quarterback there. Anyways, who's who's on a hot seat as a as the starting quarterback with the New York Giants? Uh, both of these guys played under David Cutcliffe. Cutcliffe uh, was the head coach of Ole Miss for Eli, and he was also the head coach for Duke. For um, God, this guy's drawing blanks in my head right now. The starting quarterback there, yeah, Daniel Jones. Thank you, Pitchels. Uh, I think this is a way for him to possibly work with Daniel Jones. I'm sh the guy looks like Eli, except he can run a lot faster. Uh, this is a big year for Daniel Jones. I don't know uh, if they do not make the playoffs, that the, they're going to have to move on from this guy. And it's probably going to put the, the, the general manager in hot water and ultimately put the head coach in, in there. So this could lead to something much better, much bigger. Uh, this is a story to monitor. A lot of uh, Northeast Stream, a lot of you guys know about, uh, follow this. So keep an eye on the Eli Manning story there. Uh, another news, Cole Beasley says, I'd rather retire and get the COVID vaccine. And of course, they threw eggs at him. And I didn't use the word vaccine in my, in my hashtags because you get these little warnings here from Facebook and, 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 and Twitter. Uh, they want to censor you out if you can't if you criticize the vaccine, even though nobody knows it. So, uh, kudos to 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 Cole Beasley there uh, for for speaking what he really thinks, and a lot of the other players say that too. Again, 
Nobody said anything with LeBron James. He says, it's something I'm going to talk to my family about. That's a put-off kind of answer for, don't ask me about it again. But uh, you got a guy like uh, Cole Beasley with the Buffalo Bills. Now it's a big deal. People calling him like, you know, he's getting a lot of name calls and uh, getting criticized over social media. So, but uh, I don't know. That just kind of annoyed the crap out of me. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm glad that more people are just sick and tired of being told what to do and uh, into this whole group thing. You know, if the guy don't want to take it, don't let him take He don't have to take it, you know. He's, um, you know, he'll go through the protocols just like the other players who says they don't want to take it. I don't know. It's just kind of a bully-like situation here. But anyways, that is pretty much, let me double check and make sure because sometimes, guys, I've got so many stories that I talk about that I'd um, I usually lose track. Kimball Walker, Tom Brady. Again, I th- oh, Jacob DeGrom. Okay. Now, this thing with DeGrom, there's been hints that maybe he's generals. Colin Coward kind of hinted at that. I think there's speculation that DeGrom, the pitcher for the Mets, may have been using steroids or whatever. And my thing is, I don't think. You know, I know that he's got this historically low ERA right now, but I was looking over his last few years, and I'll say this. I think that DeGrom is a guy that has, uh, you look, okay, look at this. This year, he's got .50. That's that's insane in the membrane. But you look at 2020, 2.38, 2019, 2.43, 2018. 1.70. 1.70. So he's went from uh, anywhere from below three to below two to 0.5. He's trending at that two to one to zero one to, to half ERA. If he was, say, for instance, later early in his career, he uh, it was his highest ever was 353 in 2017. Who knows why that was? But I'll say this. The consistency is in the lower twos to the half of an ERA. For instance, Grady, who was that? Grady uh, Anderson uh, Pickles, the guy for the Orioles. He's hitting like 15, 20 home runs. Then all of a sudden he has 57. No, that's a red flag. Okay. You go from 25, 30 home runs to 70. That's a steroids red flag. But if you're going in, you're just around two to one ERA. And then you go down there, I think he's just hitting his feet. I could be wrong. Maybe he's he was utilizing that stickum stuff. Maybe he was the biggest cause of this. I know Garrett Cole with the Yankees didn't have a good answer for that. But I just think he's just having a great year. And uh, he's in his prime. I don't think he'll be any better than this. And, you know, they're in first place. But uh, Sammy Sosa, yeah, he went all the way up. If you, it, it's just gradual, 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 boom. You can't go way down here to boom. That don't happen. That's something artificial. But uh, I think it's speculation at this point. Could be wrong. Always admit if I am wrong. 
So anyways, guys, that's pretty much it. All I have tonight. Have a good audience tonight. I see if you like the show, share the show. Uh, I don't know who's winning tonight, but like I said, I still like, I, I think, I think this uh, Phoenix team is going to get there. It looks like, again, I think they're going to get back Chris Paul round game three. You know, everything may work out for the 36-year-old player in Paul, and they have a shot to win the whole thing. I think uh, Milwaukee's probably got a certain edge there. I don't think it's going to be a walk and apart from Milwaukee to beat Atlanta, but I do think they're going to beat Atlanta. Uh, they are going to be at home. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, I, uh, the, the ratings are up in the NBA playoffs this year. When you've got good, solid basketball, good things happen. You're talking about the play on the on the court. You've got the parity. Even with all the injuries, the, the ratings are way up because you're not getting into politics and the teams aren't so lopsided. So, again, if you guys like the show, share the show. I appreciate it. Uh, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the Z-E-L-L-E app. Uh, my email through that to contribute to the program is sports, the word sports, word S-K-O-P-E at gmail.com. Uh, again, I've been working on a Patreon page. It's a pain in the butt to get through. Uh, it's one of those deals. Doing the best I can. Rough day in traffic here in Nashville. I will be back Thursday around 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, to talk about whatever's going on. Maybe Rodgers comes back. Maybe he just says that membership thing was just a fluke. We'll see what else happens. Talk a little bit what else is going on. Have a good night, everybody. I will see you around 9 p.m. Central Time, same places here on Sports Scope. Thank you, podcast. <laughs>